Welcome back to the Going Up Cast, the weekly feel-good podcast designed to bring a smile to your face and a skip in your step. I am your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this past week has been fantastic for the podcast. We have updated the website so that you can now directly download podcast episodes straight from the Going Upcast website, found at goingupcast.com. And in case you did not hear it from last week's episode, we are also found on iTunes now. That took some doing, but I'm very pleased with the iTunes presence. Uh, the... The upload time between episode releasing on the website and going up on iTunes is variable. It can take anywhere between instant to a full day. It depends on when iTunes refreshes. So if you want to hear the podcast when it goes live at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays, the best place for that is the website. It will be on iTunes probably later the same day. The exact time of which I am not aware of right now. I'm still playing around with that. And apparently there were some issues with last week's episode. I know the exact cause of last week's episode issues. And that was solely designed or caused. That was solely caused by the fact that the podcast didn't actually upload. I navigated away from the upload page before it finished without realizing. Only to be told hours later that the podcast never actually went up. So that's on me. That's my bad. Apologies for that. But this is a phenomenal episode that we've got ahead of us today. I wanted to start off today's podcast with the song of the week, brought to us by a fan. This week's song of the week was sent in by a fan through the contact page on my goingupcast.com website. This is actually a very old friend of mine back when I used to do YouTube videos. Uh, good old-fashioned Jezebeth has sent us in the suggestion of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' I Won't Back Down. Released in 1989 off the album Full Moon Fever and co-written, I did not know this, co-written by Jeff Lynn of ELO fame, Electric Light Orchestra. This is a phenomenal song. I'm reading the uh, the Wikipedia page on this particular song right now, and I love the way it describes the actual content of the song with the following statement. A message of defiance against unnamed forces of difficulty and possibly oppression. The lyrics is set against a mid-tempo beat. Against unnamed forces of difficulty and possibly oppression. It is it is ambiguous in its nature, which makes it more applicable to like everyday situations. You know, I won't back down from paying my rent a couple days late that's you probably you probably should back down on that one you probably pay your rent on time but you know what you won't back down from you know getting that table that you reserved the waitress was like nah we were full up you were like nah that's my table i called in ahead i made a special reservation ahead of time that's when you stand your ground and i've always said never back down always double down so you know if you're wrong just be wrong harder just own it just go for it Anyway, here's a little bit of this song. I 
really do love this song. I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty is one of my all-time favorites, and it's actually a staple in all of my playlists involving driving in a car because it just kind of sets you in that right mindset, you know? Long stretches of road, and you're just jamming out to good old-fashioned classic rock. If you would like to suggest a song for Song of the Week, please feel free to reach out to either the contact page on goingupcast.com or send me an email at goingupcast at gmail.com. Now we're going to move on to... I'm, I'm so excited for this next segment. Let's just get right into it. So for this next segment, I really wanted to talk to you guys about this book I've been reading. It is a wonderful book. It's called... Oh, hold on a second. My phone's ringing. Oh. Oh my god, we have a report coming in from the field here. This is live breaking news. We're gonna go live to Andrew Logan in his car. Andrew? Hello! Hello everybody. I have spent the last 30 minutes driving down to uh, what is, according to a random person on the internet, the longest train screeching uh the longest car wash in the state of washington now this is only a single source uh, just randomly was like this is the longest car wash i've ever been in and i was like that's good enough for me so i hopped in the car and here i am at costco uh which honestly i didn't know did car washes um but here i am i'm here to find out how long this fucking car wash is. I drove past it. Doesn't seem any longer than any other car wash I've been in, to be frank. Um, it's certainly different. The Jesus, this fucking train. Um, it looks like a shipping container versus like a brown bear car wash, which is like the standard in Washington in terms of car washes. But apparently this is going to be cheaper uh, because they only offer one type of car wash. So, you know, there's, there's that to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to, we're gonna go. We're gonna ride through the car wash together, as a as a goddamn family, and it's gonna be great. Everybody's gonna love it. This was totally worth spending over an hour round trip <laughs> to make this happen. Oh man, yeah. Took took some doing to get to here. Um, it's I'm in the I'm in the port area of the city of Seattle. Very industrial, which explains the train. Uh, the Costco itself seems very large. I might actually do some shopping afterwards, but I'm not 100 percent sure if I will or not really up to me mostly I'm here to get my car clean uh, there's like pollen and bird shit all over it and I want it I want it clean um, this has nothing to do with my love of car washes actually it has everything to do with my love of car washes it also I also need to wash my car so it serves dual purpose I'm looking at some of these other cars in this car wash line so that's a pretty clean car in front of me I'll be honest that's a clean car Jack I don't know what you're expecting to scrub off of that that's a clean looking car the car to the left of me has just shit on it like just actual bird shit i'm looking at it that that needs to get cleaned off so it's always nice to um inspect the cars in the car wash line with you because you can be like ah i like there's a spot on that car that i want clean on my car like underneath the the rear view uh rear view window there it's got some pollen in the car in front of me so maybe he's hoping that gets cleaned off i don't know um, oh God, I, okay. Sorry, I'm looking at the, uh, how I'm gonna have to uh, pay for pay for the car wash. I've gotta get real close to the curb here. So, um, it's gonna get real screechy and loud because I'm gonna have to open the window in order to, oh, you can do it. 
Oh, you can do it. Oh, this person didn't get anywhere near the curb. Put your Costco card in first, because you, you gotta, only members can use this. Gotta put your Costco card in first. Are there two pay stations? There are, okay, that's kind of strange. Um, come on, you can do it. It's not that hard. Put a credit card in, being so judgmental. Just put, put the card in. Gotta move my phone. All right, I'm gonna shut up for a bit so I can, so I can pay for my, my car wash ticket here. have the receipt. I'm supposed to give this to the attendant. Uh, it's a, it's a two lines now going down to one line type situation. Putting my cards back in my wallet here. There we go. Alright. Back in the pocket. Stay in the car. Put the car neutral. Foot off the brake. Hands off the wheel. Radio off. Antenna down. Why do you have to have the radio off? That's a that's a weird, weird request. Oh, I'm so excited. This Prius isn't going to cut me off, is it? It's every other person. Come on, Prius. It's goddamn... It's goddamn your turn, my turn situation. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. That's right. That's right. Oh, now I have to talk to a person? Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm recording all this. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I've got to be real quiet. Gent. All right, here we go. I accidentally put the car in reverse. That would've been terrible. All the windows closed. Got to double check everything. All right, we're going in. Here we go. Longest car wash in the state. Let's see what we got. We got some. Uh, we got some soap suds on the windshield, and I can't see anything. That is a. Uh, that is uh, to be expected. Bristles on the side of the car. Scrubbing in deep. We got bristles coming over the windshield now. Oh yeah. It's pretty loud in here. I gotta be honest. There's a bunch of, oh God. It's those big spinny things that are now clean inside of my car. We got one of them coming up the, uh, coming up the windshield here. 
That looks like we're getting rained on. The subsuds everywhere. I can see light at the end of the tunnel. It looks like, um, oh, oh God. Oscillating, oscillating sprinklers there at the end. Now I'm just getting gently misted. We got some side buffering going on down beneath the car. Now I'm getting gently rained on. It's getting all those soap sets. And now the wind tunnel. Oh God. Oh, it's loud in the wind tunnel. Oh, it's getting louder. Just like that, I now have a clean car. We have done it, ladies and germs. We have we have cleaned my car and supposedly the longest car wash in the state. It was, it was decent. It's a decent length. I don't think it's any longer than literally any other car wash I've ever been in. Um, but I think for the sake of my sanity and the fact that it took me so long to get here, I have to believe that it was longer than every other car wash I've been in. Uh, oh man, totally worth it. I don't care what anybody says. This was great. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to the rest of the podcast. And finally, I wanted to tell you guys about the concert I went to go see when I was in Denver, Colorado a couple of weeks ago. The bands playing were Camelot, Battle Beast, and Delane. It was a power metal show, which is currently my favorite musical genre. I'm a huge fan of sword and shield, metal, any kind of metal that's like fighting dragons and about warriors on the battlefield, particularly if it's just drowning in mythology and all sorts of soaring vocals and complex lyrics about blood and stuff. I can't get enough of it. And uh, Camelot is one of my one of my favorite bands. Currently helmed by a lead singer who is quite possibly amongst the uh, the best lead singers of all time, uh, in my book at least, Tommy Kervik. He is a phenomenal vocalist. I was first introduced to his particular style of singing through the prog rock supergroup known as Arion, which is a wonderful band, uh, but that's a story for another time. Anyway, I've never been to Denver before, except for like briefly uh, flying through it and like layover situations. And if you haven't been to Denver International Airport, holy crap, that's a big, that's a big airport. It's three concourses. And there's trains all over the place. It's got a bunch of restaurants, um, three of which are any good. And it's a, it's a big airport. It's needlessly large. Um, a lot of people like it. I think it's fine. Um, it's an airport. But you get to Denver, 
And, uh, you know, I come from Seattle. There's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of green. There's a lot of, there's a lot of vegetation. You can see the water basically anywhere. Um, so Denver was, uh, was alien to me, especially right out the airport. It's basically the plateau. It's a, it's a barren wasteland of random wooden fences designed to break the wind apart and the occasional massive resort hotel just kind of slammed in the middle of nowhere. Um, but the actual, the actual city of Denver was, was beautiful. It was a lot of amazing architecture. Uh, the people were fantastic. Food was good. And uh, didn't know this going in, but I know it now. Denver is quite the mecca for craft brewery. So if you're a beer beer person, my God, Denver's got a uh, it's got some breweries. In fact, we just had the World Cup of craft brewery um, just a couple weeks ago, uh, and they announced the winners. Uh, Nineteen medals were awarded to the city of Denver for various breweries, um, which I believe is more than any other singular location. Um, Definitely in the United States, if not the world. I think Denver got more medals in that one spot than anybody else did, except for maybe Germany. I'm just guessing on that one. But it got a lot of medals. So there's a lot of really good beer in Denver. And uh, like I said, we were going to a concert. I'm a huge, huge metalhead. Evan, eh, not so much. Uh, And um, I wanted to have Evan on the podcast this week to actually talk about uh, the concert and stuff from his point of view. But currently very very fortunate for him uh he is in europe for the next six weeks just backpacking uh just all over and i imagine he is having one heck of a time he's already been there for a couple of days at the time of this podcast going up and i hope at some point uh, later on down the road we'll get him remote in from uh from wherever he's at so he can just kind of you know tell us what he's been up to because i don't know about you guys but i'm curious as all hell anyway Moving back to the story. We were going to a place called the Ogden Theater, which is on, according to Evan, uh, the longest continuous street in the United States, the name of which is currently escaping me, but it's a very long street. And the Ogden Theater was very lovely. I, I loved it a lot, actually. It's on just like the strip amongst like uh, mini mall-esque type storefronts. Uh, there was a record shop. There was a couple of breweries. There was City Hall, like a mile down the way, which is enormous. And uh, just around the corner from this place was a place called the Alpine Dog Brewing Company, where we just kind of hung out. Uh, the long was pretty, or the line, sorry, the line was pretty long leading into the concert venue as per usual. And I, I just didn't want to stand in the line. So we went and got some br- some beers. I was going to say some brewskis. Uh, we got some brewskis. And we knocked him down. A little fun fact about Denver. You're not used to that altitude. You get drunk way faster. Um, pro tip, drink some water, stay hydrated, which I did for the record. Uh, but like three beers and I was, I was gone. Um, it usually takes quite a bit more. Anyway, we went into the venue and it's strangely structured, but I think it's actually to this place's uh, benefit and then detriment because it's a tiered platform type viewing thing for the audience. Basically, it's like, here's a level, step down, here's a level, step down. And the levels are like pretty deep, like six or seven feet deep. Um, and each one is like fenced off. So despite the fact that I think it was a sold out show, it didn't feel super crowded because everybody's just kind of in these segregated fenced off areas. And um, everybody had like a really good view of the stage kind of no matter where you stood. So everybody just kind of spread out and it was great. We were right up there next up, like up against the stage. 
and the first band comes on. Uh, it's a band called Battle Beast. It's a six-member, I believe, Finnish power metal band, and they're currently one of my favorites. Battle Beast always puts on one hell of a show. If you want some good old-fashioned, like, blood-pumping, fast-driving, get-your-energy-just-rocketing-through-the-ceiling metal music, Battle Beast is right there. Every every song is just super driving, a lot of guitars, big soaring vocals. It's it's amazing. I love Battle Beast. They put on one hell of a show. And I've never been in a crowd that had this much energy. Like, Battle Beast would finish playing a song. This is the opening band. This is the first of three bands. And we would just would not stop cheering. And the band is just sitting there just kind of smiling to each other. And I know what they're thinking. That they've, they've never had a, an audience react like this. And the reason I know this is because this is the second time I've seen Battle Beast. I saw them once before in El Corazon, same place I saw Hey Ocean from last week's podcast, um, just, you know, uh, like a couple of months ago. And I was like the only person there that was excited to see them because I love Battle Beast. I knew about them before going in and uh, they, they killed it, but um, nobody else was really into it. But Denver, whoo, Denver had some energy to it. It was awesome. They were loving it. And the band was loving it. The energy was great. And then Battle Beast gets off the stage and they did one hell of a show. And then Delane comes on. And this was also the second time I've seen Delane. They also played with Battle Beast and El Corazon. And um, I like Delane. Um, I have a lot of uh, friends who are into metal that give Delane a lot of shit. Um, which I think is unwarranted. I I believe. or <clears throat> Delane, Delane put on one hell of a show. They are amazing musicians. I'm a big fan of their music. Uh, and they just came out, killed it, enjoyed the energy. My friend pointed out that um, each of the lead singers kind of had their own unique way of hyping up the crowd. Like uh, with Battle Beast, she would just kind of like punch her fist out to the side and beat with the music. Delane would kind of do like this come on gesture to like get us to scream louder. And uh, Tommy from Camelot would just kind of stare at us like on his, like crouch down on his knees. And then he would just kind of like bring his hand up and like make us sing louder and stuff like that. Uh, Delane came out, did one hell of a show. It was awesome. In between sets is usually when I like to visit the merch booth. Uh, I think I came away from that show with two concert t-shirts, a Camelot one and a Battle Beast one. And then Camelot comes on stage. And they killed it. They knocked it completely out of the park. They played all my new favorites. They played some of their old favorites. Uh, the current lead singer is not the original lead singer, but they still played some of like the the classic hits i think everybody walked away from that concert pretty happy also i saw something for the first time at this concert i've never seen anywhere else and i wish i saw more you'll go to a concert like i've seen i've seen shows where it's like heart cheap trick and journey right and each band comes on plays their set and that's it there's no crossover it's not like here to sing this song from heart is oh god here to sing this song from heart is the lead singer a journey you know there's there's none of that none of that ever happens but this was the first time i saw something like that in the show when camelot was on stage the lead singer of delane came back onto the stage and they sang a duet together and it was magical i want that more in concerts like you're on tour together surely you could play some songs together you like the rest of the band is just off stage watching you like come on Share the love. Everybody should just, you know, jam out together. If I ever was in a band and we were on tour with a bunch of other bands and we were big and stuff like that, I would absolutely, like, bring other musicians from those bands, like, back on stage for songs. I think, I think that's the coolest shit. I love it so much. Man, it was a great show. Loved it to bits. 
the rest of the the rest of the trip uh was was phenomenal i was only there for a couple of days uh, but the second day we went out to red rocks uh red rocks um national park and uh, i don't think it's a national park actually i think it's just a i think it's just a park um it's also an amphitheater uh it's a pretty famous venue didn't see a concert there unfortunately but we went you can just visit and um the amphitheater is very nice it's it's huge and i bet the acoustics of that place are killer thus you know its existence but um in terms of venues it doesn't have the best view i've seen the best view for a music venue i've ever been to is the gorge out in eastern washington because it overlooks the columbia river i want to say and that view can't be beat uh when it comes to a music venue at least that i've been to it's a fucking phenomenal view but red rocks was amazing we did some hiking which again at like six thousand feet above sea level is uh it's pretty intense um i've more or less spent my entire life near sea level so altitude and me don't mix i'm not sure if it was the thinness of the air or that i was just horrifically out of shape but looking back on just kind of like the the trail we walked it's it was the altitude it was not that hard of a trail um but altitude wise there's not a lot of oxygen up there jack it's just you gotta gotta bring in a scuba tank but it was gorgeous these massive red sandstone monoliths all shooting out of the ground all kind of pointing in the same direction too like i'm sitting here going like oh my god earthbenders have been here that's the only explanation for these weird rock structures and i'm sure geologists from all over could tell you exactly why the rocks are shaped like that but it's it's an alien landscape it is absolutely worth seeing you don't even need to go for a concert just visit these amazing rocks but what i think is nonsense is that you can't climb on any of them there are signs everywhere do not climb on the rocks and like come on they're big rocks let me climb on these rocks that's the purpose of these rocks is to be climbed upon god dang it it's like there's there's park rangers patrolling so you know don't climb on the rocks stay on the path i get staying on the path you know there's a lot of meadow vegetation and it's all protected wildlands and stuff like that i understand that completely um but you know i'm not i'm not a bad rock climber i'm a pretty competent rock climber i think we should take the the european approach which is not putting fences anywhere and letting nature just kind of figure itself out like surely the only people that would be willing to climb these rocks at least the the ones that know what they're doing are the ones that are fairly confident in their abilities like you could rest assured i would not have started to climb a rock i would isn't a hundred percent sure i could get up and back down it you know i should have the freedom to make my own dumb decisions when i understand my abilities better than some sign would you know i could have climbed to the top of a lot of those rocks and been completely fine and made my way back down but you know a lot of people wouldn't be that you know they wouldn't have that amount of foresight so they'd get to the top not know how to get back down and either call like service search and rescue or fall through there and get injured or die and that'd be that'd be terrible and that's probably why you're not supposed to climb the rocks because a bunch of dumb idiots started to climb those rocks and got hurt in the process so you know i want to climb but if you don't know how to climb you shouldn't shouldn't climb anyway it's a wonderful wonderful spot would highly recommend it and the final day in denver before i flew back um evan actually flew out way earlier than i did um he was off to chicago for the weekend and i just kind of hung out um watched some movies and then i went over to union station and took the train 
to the airport. It was a toss-up between like a $45 Uber, you know, ride or a $9 train ticket. You do the math. And so I got an Uber ride out to the train station. Ate one of the tastiest breakfasts I've ever had on the road, which was croissant French toast. Oh my God. It is as delicious as you can imagine it in your brain space. I hopped on the train, uh, just rode that to the airport, just kind of headphones in, ignoring people. Um, You know how I travel. And then got to the airport again, a full, you know, at the time, understanding when my flight originally was, it was like maybe an hour before I was supposed to take off, but then my flight got delayed. So I was actually there for like an hour and a half, um, which isn't, which isn't bad. It's not a terrible layover, but like, I wasn't hungry when I got there, and so I didn't eat anything. And then by the time the flight came around, I was hungry. And so I decided to get a sandwich before I took off. And I went to, retroactively looking back on it, the worst option for food, which was Quiznos. Uh, There's a reason I don't find many Quiznos around anymore. And that's because they make terrible sandwiches. Uh, I don't know who in my life told me that Quiznos was good. And you know what? Quiznos might be. Perhaps I just ordered wrong. But no, Quiznos is not good. I cannot recommend that at all. Um, The chicken was disgusting. I don't know what else was in that sandwich, but no, just no. And I was so hungry, I ate like half of it. That's how how you know I was pretty hungry. Um, But it was just a bad, bad time. And you know when you eat something, your stomach immediately responds in a negative fashion? Yeah, that's that's what went down. But fortunately, it didn't come to like a, a... Climax and then come to a, a plinth until I was home off my flight. So that was that was fortunate. Um, but the flight was fine. Flew Delta both ways. Um, Delta has uh, pretty good in-flight entertainment uh, suites. Um, but man, that that chess game is nonsense. That's some grade A nonsense. I'm good at chess, but I could not beat that computer even on easy mode. I'm pretty sure it's cheating. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was a wonderful trip. Uh, the concert was phenomenal. Red Rocks was a joy. Hanging out with my bud. Hanging with my boy, Evan. It was amazing. Like I said, hopefully later on we'll be able to just get a little little something. We'll hear a little bit about what, what's going on out in, out in old Europe. He's hitting a lot of different countries. He's landing in Germany. And he's going to be there for like the next week. Uh, just kind of going to all sorts of places. He's going to... Let's see, he's flying into Frankfurt. Uh, Munich's on the list. Stuttgart is on the list. Uh, a lot of castles. We kind of planned out the first week of Germany together because this was back when um, I was uh, anticipating going uh, with him. But due to the travel plans of others and work and whatnot, I was unable to join him. Plus, there was a lot of money. Um, but he has a wonderful first week. He's going to plan. He's going out to Athens at some point. He wants to hit um, Prague. He wants to go up to Norway. He wants to visit a bunch of fantastic spots. Um, so hopefully, in like a, a couple weeks or so, um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to reach out and see if we can't coordinate a time uh, for you know just to, to sit down for like half an hour and we'll just hash it out and see where he's up to. Like where is Evan this week? Um, just kind of like one of those little remote segments. But that'll do it for this week's episode of the podcast. I want to thank you all so much for listening. It would mean the world to me if you would share the podcast. Uh, please subscribe and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, that helps me climb the charts and get a bit more exposure. That would be wonderful. 
Uh, like I said, we have had quite the early reception to the podcast, certainly more than I was expecting, uh, which is, uh, it's fantastic. I love it to bits. And uh, I will see you all next week for another episode of the Going Up Cast. I will have been Andrew Logan, and I hope you all have a fantastic week. See you next time.